0: welcome to Uncommunity community episode where uh, I sit with community builders and creators uh, to talk about community building. Today we have a very special guest. He is a Twitter sensation, and he's been doing a lot of work in community building uh, around no code and built in public. So I don't want to introduce. I, I mean, he he'll he'll give you a bio, or I mean, he'll give you. Uh, uh, introduction himself. So welcome to Uncommittee uh, KP. Uh, so excited to have this, have you on the show. Finally. Thank you, Mohamed.
1: You know, I appreciate it. Um, thanks for a great intro and setting me up for failure like that. But um, well, so I don't know about Twitter sensation, but definitely uh, I'm a huge fan of building public, definitely a huge uh, proponent of um, no code Mm-hmm. And um, I've been building, you know, in public since uh, 2018, I've, for the longest time, I was a idea guy um, for six, seven years. I, I worked in corporate, uh, you know, uh, various corporate companies, fortune 500 companies mm-hmm. in their product teams and I always felt that I was missing out um, from being in the arena, you know, if you will, of startups. And uh, I just watched from the sidelines because I didn't know how to code or I had to go harass my uh, technical founder friends, or developer friends, and uh, I was just frustrated with this. And so in 2018, I remember distinctly buying a book called Atomic Habits by James Clear, you know, some of you may have read it, and uh, it talks about this concept of identity. And, um, it, and I remember reading that chapter and, and literally writing in my journal that I am a maker starting today. Um, and at the time I had no evidence to call myself a maker. I didn't ship anything my, myself. I didn't build anything. I didn't know how to code, but I just literally wrote on a piece of paper that I am a maker today. And my job from now going forward is to gather and gain evidence mm-hmm. to the world that I am in fact a maker. So since then I learned no code. I figured out some of these platforms, uh, taught myself uh, Webflow, Bubble. You bubble, know, some of these no code platforms, and mm-hmm. I shipped eight no code products since then. And uh, all that led to September, you know, where um, I got this amazing job offer from On Deck to be their head of No Code uh, Fellowship. So I'm excited.
0: Wow, well, that's a, quite a journey, uh, KP. Uh, uh, let's talk about Atomic Habits. So I've been binge, li- binge, like listening to like James Clear podcast episodes yes. on
1: like yes. a-
0: everywhere he went to. He's amazing. I have not read the amazing. like book, but uh, like uh, it's kind of like habit thing. Uh, but right. to read a book, I am sh- like, I have to get that book also, like, to be very, very honest. So let's talk about that book, right? So what, what about like, what happened in, I mean, like, you started eight pro- projects, pro- eight no no-code products, right? Yes. Just after like, I mean, you read the book and you're like pumped up, like, I want to do it. So what, what, what was that uh, point of, uh, what do you say? Like, what is that point where you said, okay, I want to do this. I want to get started as of
1: now. Right. So I think, um, after I finished the book, uh, you know, above and off that, um, that I, I think I come, I've come to a realization that, um, greatness is not a, um, one time stint. It's not like a, um, quick little hack. It takes series of series of iterations. Um, and you, you can get there, um, by being one person better every day. Right, um, so I I think my focus went from trying to come up with grand, like startup VC backed ideas, like you know the next Instagram or Snapchat or you know uh, Loom or whatever, like these big ideas, to uh, figuring out like, hey, if I can actually narrow my focus and scale down dramatically, scale down to like something that's simply achievable within a week, two weeks, and but but basically that would teach me the whole process of making and shipping in public, you know, and it, it, there's several steps to actually launch a product as you may know, right? Like there's not, it's not that you have an idea and you build, like you write code or you build a product and you like, yeah. suddenly you have an audience. No, it doesn't work like that. There's several stages, you know, you have to get your alpha users, you have to get your beta customers, and then you have to test and then, you know, validate, you know, it'll do landing pages and maybe go on product hunt, go on indie hackers. So all these several stages, I think a lot of people, automakers, of makers, founders actually skip them And Mm then try to just fantasize, uh, including me when I was just like that, just to fantasize, you know, hey, I have an idea, I built something, let me raise some money. So these three key milestones, you know, are um, over indexed in in society. And everything else that goes in between them are extremely under indexed. And to me, that's uh, my biggest, that was my biggest like awakening that, hey, if I have to be a better maker, a uh, better founder, I cannot just hope for these magical moments in life. I have to get better 1% a day and break down my day into my habits and go after it you know, each day. So the book helped me really, really in the sense that I, it, it helped me that you have to focus on your daily habits, the things that you can control, not on these grand outcomes, which will inevitably come if you control your daily actions
0: yeah 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 that t- totally makes sense i mean uh success is not overnight right like what right. are you doing it's not overnight so you have to increment or increase one percent of whatever you're doing every day uh just be better one right. person like you don't be better 100 percent the next day just be exactly. better one person and then like then magic happens kind of thing right. uh, so right. let's talk about your products right so you have been building eight products and the one that got like uh, i'm sure like others were amazing as well What's, what is the idea behind Kappa.io, right? So it's about meeting one-to-one uh, and it's a community-based approach. Like, uh, So COVID right. hit and people can't go offline. People can't have right. coffee, uh, like sit in a cafe and have a coffee,
1: right? So right. what
0: happened? What was the idea behind that?
1: So um, the, the the domains actually get Kappa.io. I couldn't get Kappa.io, but... Um, it goes on to show also how, you know, the domain hunt is, is ridiculous. It doesn't matter uh, if you to <laughs> get product. People will um, come to you no matter what. So no, um, I think it was, so I distinctly remember again, like it was March, um, may have been March 13th actually. Um, I, we've been, you know, especially, so I live in Atlanta, I've been watching the news, you know, a little bit and then I realized, okay, we're going to go into a lockdown. Like something's going to happen here um, in the US and we're going to go into lockdown. Uh, and, uh, so I felt that, um, I have a lot of friends on Twitter and, um, I have a lot of startup friends in Atlanta. I I figured, uh, what if like, you know, we can't meet in person, um, for like oh, a couple months or three months, six months. And, um, I wondered if there would be a, a platform where you could have video coffee dates, you know, with mutual opt-in. And the trick is actually getting mutual opt-in because you have a lot of people on Twitter, um, that you may want to reach out to, or they may want to reach out to, but there's this sense of awkwardness because, uh, is this person willing to have a video chat with me or not? Right. Some may, some may not, but what if there was a platform where consent was default, like people wanted to have coffees and that's why they signed up for a cup up. Yeah. Um, so, well, that's why they signed up for this platform. And so I built this, um, you know, I had this idea and I didn't even think too much about it. I didn't even like look at Com- competing products. Or I didn't even look at like what what this is. I just wanted it to be a social experiment yeah. um, with just my friends and people that I know on Twitter. And I used to Twitter as my go-to market, which in retrospect, is the smartest thing I could have done that day uh, because lunch club and there's another big competitor in the space, yeah. which at the time I didn't realize they were also not online. They were just offline at the time, completely physical in-person uh, events, you know, in-person lunches. And uh, I, we just, you know, I just went after it. And so I built a quick landing page. There was no product mm-hmm. and just a landing page on Webflow. And I launched on Twitter or my Twitter. I think I had about 250 signups immediately. Okay. And that was the, the h- highest amount of signups I got for any of my no code product launches on Twitter. And uh, a lot of people were hitting me up saying like, Kibi, this is brilliant. This is great. Like, This is probably your best idea so far. And I realized that there's a sense of quality and quantity of feedback that I'm getting that I never got. Um, and so the first alpha version, the V1, I built in four days, was a Wizard of Oz, a man behind the curtain like thing, which was completely like me being the matchmaker, uh, using Airtable, and uh, you know just uh, Gmail and like just doing this thing myself, right? Uh-huh. So I set up fifty coffee dates on that week, myself. And, um, that was all between, manual, is it? All manual, completely manual. So it was not even no code. It's like no product. It was just manual. Me <laughs> with maybe Webflow a little bit. Uh, sorry, uh, with Airtable. Airtable. And uh, and people kept giving me great feedback. They were saying, oh my God, this is so great. And we had a great chat with. Uh, it's also interesting because you know, sort of like if this person talks community all the time, like in this case, let's say Mohammed, right? And I have another friend like Joe Brown who also talks community all the time. I'm like, Oh, what if I can connect these two? Right? Yeah. So it was that, what if I can connect these two at scale? Mm-hmm. And, um, people like create I mean, people raved about this on Twitter and took screenshots of their actual cuppas, coffees. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was V1. And so, and then I think I kept getting DMS from investors and from like, you know, co-founders, like everybody's saying like Kippy, when I want to be, you know, be part of this, this is cool. And um, the V2, I finally, one of my uh, good friends in Atlanta, I called him and said, look, I'm getting all this interest. I think we need to build a product here. Uh, Will you be willing to partner with me? And before I finish my sentence, he said, yes. Oh, of course. Yes. KP, he's a CTO. He's like, of course, I want to do this. And so we built the V2 using uh, Bubble as the uh, platform. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a nice industry. It's a, it's like a real use cases of do things that don't scale, right? Yes. Get yes. get fifty people like do things manually, yes. and then suddenly you know, okay, there is there is attraction. I think we need to kind of right. double down on what's working. Um, I'm a huge but,
1: huge proponent of do things. You know, I actually built a site called Do Things That Don't Scale dot com. So, uh, wow. so you I'm have a,
0: a lot of domain names, like yeah. some some serious domain
1: names. See, lots of domains. I know my yeah. wife's always like, you know, you're... You're lavishly spending all this, all this on <laughs> crappy domains, you know. Yeah. So, uh,
0: so let's put your Twitter and your build-in audience approach. Uh, not build-in public because you had like you had like 250 signups with your one announcement. Right, uh, which right. like for most of the people that d- don't happen, and also right. like uh, in in our previous thing you mentioned like indie hackers, product hunt, all those yeah. platforms, and like what happens with a maker or a, or someone is they do things and they just launch it on product hunt. I don't know if right. it's it's like a good way or a bad way, but let's just talk about your like like your Twitter audience. Like how do we go about building an audience, and what was your like uh, story behind
1: that? I actually, you know, uh, it's funny that you ask because I didn't really have uh, a great sense of intention behind building a Twitter audience in the beginning. I was just trying to, um, you know, I was just trying to share uh, my story, like, you know, these these products I'm building or, you know, interesting products on the internet with other people. Um, and I kind of built maybe like a thousand people, you know, actually I started at 250. Yeah. You know, I remember like starting at 250 or 300 in 2018. Um, I really didn't have any followers because I didn't have anything to share. And I was a lurker. I was just like consuming other people's content, liking, sharing and retweeting. Um, but ever since I started doing no code and like, you know, showing about showing my screenshots of the prototypes I'm building or whatever, I think I attracted a little bit of a maker audience, right? Founders, makers a little bit. Uh, But still, I didn't have like a lot uh, until, you know, um, yeah, yeah. Maybe I had like a fifteen hundred or so until last year. But um, July this year, I remember, I realized the power of having an audience, and I actually wrote a blog post about that. And I was like, oh my god, this is crazy! Like, this is important. Like, social capital. Like, um, this is very, very important. Having an audience is so important. I mean, I knew this in theory. Of course, we all know it. Like, I know you know it too. But we intellectually know it, but we don't phys- like experientially get it, right? When Kappa took off, I really got it. I realized that, oh my God, the power of having an audience, you know, before you even have any other like so, so sensational launch or product is so incrementally uh, useful. So I became much more intentional on Twitter. So in, since July, I just doubled down and my average went up. I think I was tweeting like four or five a day back in the day. Uh, and I went up to 30 now. I'm crush I'm like, I'm not even worrying about output. I just, I'm crushing the input. Uh, because it's to me, it's an input game, right? It's clearly an input game. You see David Perls, you see Jack Butchers, and they're they're all crushing it with the input. And of course the output will catch up, right? It'll take some time to, for people to understand that, hey, he's not winging it. Like he or she, this person is serious and they're uh, consistent. So uh, Matthew Kobach, you know yeah. talks about yeah. social media all the time jack butcher talks about you know uh, build one sell twice all, all the time david Paul talks about the writing all the time but they're consistently you know prolific yeah. about that so about i realized i need to be the same
0: yeah yeah that's very interesting i mean uh, like you bring the word consistent right uh, yeah like i mean you have to be that person kind of thing where like people take you seriously uh, yeah. you can't do that like let's just say like when you started like you just had a small amount of audience and you just said okay i have to do it consistently and now you have like right. this many like numbers or like any any numbers right like it right. doesn't happen just just within oh, a day right. yeah.
1: and I, you know it's funny i actually i genuinely think that the world hasn't caught up with me with numbers you know i only have 5600 or something it's just nothing compared to like david perros you know of the world or jack Yeah. So I think I was trying to say, um, I feel like, you know, the reality and the world hasn't still caught up with me and um, the output hasn't caught up to my inputs so far uh, because I still, I only have 5,600 people, you know, following me on Twitter. So it's nothing like you see David Perro or like Jack Butcher, like any of these people, they have hundred Ks and 200 Ks. So there's a long way to go. And I feel like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a rookie. I'm just an underdog still. Um, and there's a long way to go and i have to be prolific even more for the longest time so but it's the but the results the intangible results are already here like the fact that i got on next job uh wouldn't have happened if i didn't have that five thousand people rooting for me so uh, i'm already grateful yeah yeah
0: that's that's solid so i've read this famous articles where they say uh, you just need not hundred just thousand two fans kind of yeah. thing right yeah, um, that's I mean really, that's very yeah. incredible. If you just have that, like I mean, even even building an audience or let's say building a community, let's say, right? Like you like it's not about scale; it's about like the value that you are getting of a yeah. small portion of members. For sure. Yep. Yeah. So uh, okay, I think uh, okay. My point is like uh, you mentioned, there was no intention of whatever you are doing. Right. Uh, right. So because things just happened, right? They, like I've seen, I've seen like a lot of great communities that are being built. Uh, like that are today they are big, but when they started, it, there was no like there was no goal or like uh, thing in mind that we want to be a great community, right? Right. So let's let's talk about that. Where like uh, you know building an audience or or having a community is a mode. Like do you think like is it very important or necessary or is there a success factor like the audience just the audience and the community you you need to have that too, like which relates to or which you, like uh, adds to your success
1: Huh, that's a great question um i think it, it like all great things it's a paradox right i mean it, it there's no easy answer uh, for that one but um for my personal experience i think you know you cannot be desperate about having a community. That is the single most wrong way to go about it. If you know the playbook that somebody, know, somebody told you that, hey, you need to have a community and you woke up and you're like, okay, I'm gonna desperately try to create a community in the next 45, 60, 70 days, you're gonna lose uh, because it's about people and they're not, they're not dumb, they can sense it. Uh, the other way is, hey, I'm going to build a great community on the internet in 10 years. And if you start that way and think about, "Hey, what can I do today? What value can I add today?" And if you just think about the micro increments of value each day, you know, like five tweets or you know one video a day, um one blog post a week or a month, mm-hmm. that will add up really quick. And so uh, so my, this is true this has happened so many times in my life The ninety percent of of my outcomes of my success or whatever came in the last ten percent of the journey. So it is so unfair because when you start out, it looks like freaking like a whole mountain that you have to climb, right? But it almost feels like you have to climb and climb and only like 10 baby steps a day, maybe 20 a day, up to a point where suddenly you'll discover a freaking elevator. And then you're like, oh my God. And that's why I felt like, I literally discovered an elevator to the mountain. And I'm like, oh my God. And that wouldn't have happened if I didn't persist you know, until the inflection point. So we, nobody can tell you what is the inflection point. At what point will leverage serve you, right? That's why I advocate like building leverage and building a public because you just have to keep building and building, um, not with the desperation, not with the expectation that someone's going to like reply to you or make an intro to a VC. But because, you know, you love sharing your story and you're like appealing to um, that one kid who may be lost today and maybe your particular story may have inspired him or her. So, you know, if you can get yourself hyped up and get to 10, 20 baby steps a day to a certain height, I'll, I'll bet you everybody else will pull you up because there's so many givers in the world. And I try to be one and I try to be one, especially because I've been benefited uh, by the, the kindness and the give first mentality of the world. There's so many Silicon Valley, New York City, they're everywhere on Twitter. On I don't know much about LinkedIn, but there's so many givers who are willing to lift you up. Um, if first you can lift yourself up for a while, that is the hard part, and that is the part that is the solo journey. It's a single-player game, and for the longest time, I suffered uh, with that lack of that mindset because I was like, "Why is nobody else lifting me up?" Because the TV and the movies and society, everything shows that. Oh, somebody gets a lift off right second day or third day or fourth day. It doesn't happen like that. You know, you need to at least spend like a year and a half lifting yourself up. So the trick is just do simple things. Don't do crazy, heavy, hard. Don't try to build the next unbundling Reddit. Don't try to build the next Reddit, you know, build a newsletter, you know, or build a, you know, write one thread a day. Who cares? You know, enjoy, have fun. So that's the hard part. People want dramatic results Mm -hmm. in, unbelievably quick timelines, it's impossible. Like there's no hack. That just happens in movies, yeah. Right, and it's not sustainable too. You're not proud of it too, right? I mean, if you you got you know, a one-time hit quick, you're never gonna be a legend. You, know, you, you have to have the, the consistency game figured out before you get that glorious success. So it's so much better for the big results to come later.
0: Yeah. yeah, man, that, I, I love it. Like, uh, like that's amazing. Don't be desperate. Like, uh, and, and, and the point that you made like, do it for yourself, like just believe in right. you, right? Don't think about something else. Like, like right. your, your 90% of the success of the out- outcomes will come and the very, it's
1: right. inevitable. You know, I think we live in this world of abundance. Like we have to realize like, this is the greatest time to be alive, to be a human being. And I say this about like being in America, but I think it extends to anywhere in the world. Like this is the single most greatest time. The fact that you and I could connect over a Twitter DM and have a zoom call. Are you kidding me? Like our ancestors would like give up anything for this privilege to form a bond, you know, thousands of miles apart. I don't have to get up. Like I'm in my freaking underwear. I'm not, but I don't (laughs) even have to get up. You don't have to get up. You don't have to go outside. You know, the technology is literally serving us in our palm right now. Literally like, The tweet. Every time I go open my Twitter, I look at it, it, and I'm like, it is literally a few taps on a glass screen that got me five thousand people rooting for me when I got this on. Can you believe that? It's like the craziest, strangest, like acid-driven dream for our ancestors. If my grandfather knew that one day his grand grandson would get a dream job in Silicon Valley. By tapping on an iPhone device, he would be like, "Get the hell out of here!" Meanwhile, (laughs) right? Like, meanwhile, he broke his back working in in the sun and like in the in the fields. And come on, you know, we're all like super blessed. Uh, That doesn't mean that we don't have our own sort of suffering. We do, but it's sort of coming up from our own insecurity. So we need to cut it out. We need to stop projecting our desperation, like quick, quick results, and just take a step back and enjoy the process. You know, so I love it. Like
0: we need to leverage the technology. Like to be, very yeah,
1: use it, serve your, serve you, not be a slave to the technology. Right. So, Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: So uh, there's this movie that just recently came out, right? Like the social dilemma, right? So it has so many bad things in it. But I mean, if you use it correctly, like you are like, if you just know how to use that proper in a meaningful way, then, then you just like, you have that gold mine
1: that you were looking for. I think, you know, what. It also, really, it's also interesting, uh, you mentioned the movie. I couldn't, I couldn't stay more than like seven minutes in the movie. I had to like <laughs> turn the, move on from Netflix. Because, see, I grew up in the 90s. I grew up in India, in Hyderabad. I grew up as a kid who fell in love with the power of technology. I'm an eternal optimist when it comes to technology empowering people around the world. I grew up in India. I grew up in a very, very, um, you know, lower middle class slash poor family. We didn't even have a telephone. Uh, I had to remember, I remember I had to walk a mile, like, you know, two, three kilometers um, yeah, yeah. to an STD booth, which is, if you recall, yeah, I've, I've, done that a, I've done that. As well. to make a phone call to my mother, who was living in Hyderabad at, sta- at the time. And I was living in a village in, in Andhra Pradesh. I, every day, I, not every day, like every week, maybe I, I could get two chances to talk to her on the telephone, on the STD booth, mm-hmm. to walk like two kilometers to get there. Like, are you kidding me? This is my own lifetime. Like, it looks like it, it's not, I'm t- not telling you a story of like 1965 India. This is literally my own lifetime when I was like, you know, 10 year old boy in, in that village. So we've come a long way from where that was. And, and now I have in the palm of my hand, I have like everything. I have Udemy, I have YouTube. I can learn like the greatest secrets about, you know, anything, any text I want to read, I can read. And so I'm, 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 I'm an eternal optimist. Um, when it comes to technology and the power it can do, but also I am a, am uh, a pessimist from the sense that from, from, from listening to society's definition of what is right and what is wrong. Right. I don't give a shit about people's opinion of what, uh, technology is like pervasive. They're like watching you. No one's watching you. Are you kidding me? Like, get out of your head. Like no one's like, no one's trying to like, you know, get into your, uh, computer screen and like watch what you're like, that's, that's like bogus paranoia. And uh, I mean, I, I say this every day in America and, you know, uh, it relates to everywhere in the world that this is the golden era and 2020 was a shit year for all of us as, as you can, you know, um, yeah. sort of relate to it too. But this is also uh, the spring of a new beginning. This is the, the blossoming of a new era, which we can define yeah. however yeah. you want. So yeah. Yeah, so, so yeah. I remember
0: this tweet from Nawal when, like, uh, so he had he, I mean, he's that the the philosopher kind of thing, right? Yeah, so he, is, he has yeah. this thing. Yeah, he has this thing where he say internet is like the 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 lessons to learning. I don't remember where he said, where like the resources are a lot on the internet. It's just the scarcity, just the the thirst of learning something,
1: right? Learning, yeah, something, learning, yeah, and the patience, right? Yeah, and, and the, the time love, time, yeah. and I think yeah. you know if you sort of <laughs> It's, it's funny, man. I, I feel like uh, we're all trained in a weird way in school systems or whatever to always perform for others. We're always like on the stands, on the stage, trying to dance and perform and convince others that we have talent. I feel I generally have no talent. I, see, I mean it. I don't, I, have, I don't have any talent. I have an abundance of curiosity and a love for what I do. That's it. Combined with these two and patience, you can go a long distance and collect a lot of trophies on the way, but the game is not about trophies, right? Yeah. If you don't know cricket, I mean, I love playing cricket. I am not playing anymore right now in the US, but man, what a fantastic game. I love yeah. the sport because yeah. it is about, it is about, you know, when you are on the pitch, it is about just, you know, watching the ball and just like like, right? Growing up, he had the greatest, grandest amount of fun playing cricket. Nobody yeah. could match how much fun he had. It didn't it didn't matter if it was a World Cup game, didn't matter if it was a Ranji game. He just had the greatest amount of fun. I feel like you should live your life like Savog. Live. Even during pitch.
0: the test game he did like that. He didn't
1: give a shit. <laughs> yeah. He didn't give a crap about anything. You know, he made 300s in test cricket. And you yeah. we were like, that was unreal. And he he did it like it was nothing, right? We I feel like we all could benefit if we literally, you know. Play it a single player game. Um, like Naval talks about all the, all the time. He says, you know, find something that you love doing where it might feel like work for everybody else, but for you, it's play. It's fun. It's fun. And and play. Just play it. Yeah. And do it for the love of it. One second, see if there's a new way you can actually benefit society with it. Right. If I love tweeting, I love writing um, like short form content. I love, you know talking podcasts, and um, I love building now, if I can combine all these skills and figure out a way, not immediately, not like not urgently, but in in a grand scheme of things, if I can figure out a way that this can deliver value to people, that's it. I will get paid, no matter what like that's just that's how the rules are. so I think we're um, we're lost in trying to we're lost in this performance anxiety. we're trying to perform for others um, on yeah. the stages of the internet or whatever. And you're like, yeah. that's where the anxiety is coming from.
0: Yeah, that's perfect, that's perfect. All right, so uh, there's one more thing which like you mentioned, right? Like, uh, the, uh, it's for like, uh, get rich so uh so Nawal mentioned this as well get rich quick scheme is for yeah. like it's there's no get rich quick scheme right, right? it Somebody relates to
1: rich on, on your back yeah
0: exactly it it, it 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 so relates with like what what everyone is trying to do and what 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 anyone wants to do right like right. If, if you want a result tomorrow like a hundred percent success that's a get right. rich quick scheme and right. it, it is not going to happen right, right. it's like a slow one person game every day just improve exactly your Exactly, and try to,
1: yeah. right. I think it was Warren Buffett who said, um, everybody can get rich if they just wait longer and they were more patient, right? Nobody wants to get rich slower. That's the thing. There are so many playbooks out there um, in the world where you can simply get rich slower, but nobody wants that. Right. But people want get rich quick, like by 30 days, like 60 days, you know, And so, that's the irony there. Um, But, um, yeah. Yeah, man. So uh, What's,
0: uh, I I guess we have covered, like, how do you build a leverage on the internet or something like that. Right. Right. Uh, So, what, like, what is community to you? And and when you started in 2018, uh, what was the scene? And, like, what's the scene now? Right? A community building, like, or, or someone who is just getting started, who wants to get started in community management?
1: The scene has definitely shifted towards uh, being more favorable now. Um, with, with like, you know, our shelter in place and lockdowns this year, I think um, our social bonds have, uh, have taken a beating. And um, people are now wanting and longing for digital connections, you know, and they're no longer, there's no longer a, a judgment between digital and real life ge- connections. I actually generally value my online friends just as much as I value my physical friends. You know, they're the same to me uh, because the amount of time I spend now, you know, on Zoom calls with them or um, Facetimes or whatever, it's the same as the amount spending on like the coffees that I have with my real real friends. So um, this is this is a great time to build community now because there's uh, an intrinsic motivation from people to want to belong, to want to connect with others uh, over shared interests. So the ones that are winning right now, the communities that are working really well, they unite people around shared interests, right? Uh, I tried to do this with Kappa where um, I, I seeded the community with a lot of no-code makers and founders, people that I knew, uh, and the shared interests just became no-code, right? It was so much easier for people to connect with each other when they both know they use Webflow or they use Bubble and they can just geek out about bubble for hours you know so shared interests is is the new unifying factor Um, the other thing is shared rituals um i feel like um, one of the underlying elements that doesn't uh, get talked about much is the value and the power of ritual Uh, in modern society we don't have any rituals everyone's like their own right but Uh, great bonds are formed over predictability and rituals. So I have been running a mastermind group in the U S for, for about two years now. And we meet every Friday 4 PM period. Like we, we meet whether we are in person or it's virtual, you all show up. It's kind of like going to church and all, all of us um, get together for, for one hour and we just talk about how our week went what we're gonna do next week, and what was our favorite product we found um, on the internet. It could be Product Hunt or um, on Indie, wherever, Indie Hackers or Hacker News. And now we have a backlog of I think 600 products because there's so many things <laughs> we find. Uh, and it just made us sharper in terms of understanding the landscape. Like we know what are online to, I mean, what are like virtual online conferences, whole conference tools, what are you know FinTech products? And we know everything because we've been watching every week. And um, I think that also brought us all together because there's a sense of uh, predict- predictability. Where will KP be at 4 p.m. on Fridays? Everybody knows in the group. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think the, combined with these two, uh, community is, I feel like, having a new breath of fresh air this year. Um, and there will be more. As you, can, you know, as you can tell from the internet, there's so many... I mean, Clubhouse is a community, right? Yeah. They're they're a huge, huge community. Um, I mean, On Deck is a community. They're having a they're having a baller year this year with the community. So, <laughs> it's this is the time, man.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's very interesting, uh, right? Uh, because uh, like 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 uh, On Deck or Clubhouse or any any product that is coming, Kappa. Like it's all, it's all someone like you're just trying to bring people together yes. And in a different, different ways, right? Someone is doing it in right. voice, someone is doing it in zoom, like, like right. it doesn't matter. And, and, and also, uh, yeah, uh, zero to, it was zero to one, right? Sorry. Yeah. Zero to one right. makers. Yeah. yeah I, I've had a chat with Drew as well. Like he's also. Oh yeah. The, yeah. he had Like yeah. Drew from yeah. trends VC. Yep. Yeah. So he's, so I had one, like just, just a uh, normal chat for for first, first off, some of his some of his report because I've been loving his like content like I mean yeah. and that's also a great example of like uh, doing it on a consistent basis yeah uh, and, and and that's not that's not your first pro- product that was that just like started or
1: what sex is yeah Drew did so many things before that in fact so Drew is part of my mastermind group zero to one and so we know all the shit that he built before his try start VC <laughs> you know we, we saw everything he built yeah. um, and You know, we, you know, when so the funny thing is like, like there's no point of time where you know, oh my God, this is it. This is going to be a breakout product. There'll never be a time like that. It only is, it's only in retrospective. So when I look back now, uh, I can say, oh yeah, Kappa is a pretty big phenomenon in my life. But when I did it March 13th, actually I showed the first landing page to the group on Friday and Drew saw it and with and like a lot of my, you know, um, mastermind group friends saw it and they all thought, wow, it's cool. You know, it's great. You should ship it. The only thing we say to each other when we see something like, you know, like an interesting new idea is that it's cool. It's, it sounds, it's promising. You should ship it, mm-hmm. which is the greatest words, you know, to be said to a maker because you're giving him belief capital. You're literally enforcing belief into what this person is trying to you know, sort of make. And a lot of people actually do the opposite when someone's showing you like a, like a very initial idea, which is like very, um, nascent, it's forming. It's like, it's a like, tiny little embryo. Um, it's people like dunk on that person and like show them the flaws. Like almost, it's like a freaking roasting phenomenon, like a yeah. roast battle, yeah. you know, and motivated you
0: like it in the first conversation. Yeah.
1: And it doesn't even ever see the goddamn light. So what happens <laughs> is it, they don't even ship it. So the rest of the world doesn't find out and the real core passionate group of users this person was trying to target will never arrive because it never was in the play in in the world. And that's something that I wish more communities took seriously is the the way they give feedback. And I I don't know what is it about people love, like give me the harsh feedback. Why? Why do you want harsh feedback, man? Can you take it? Don't, don't do that. The moment, when do you need harsh feedback? There's a time for it. Like maybe two, three, four, four months later when you have a more refined product. Now we have, you have to think about positioning, marketing, go to market, then yes. then. But in the early stage, like day one, like, are you kidding me? So when trends happened, uh, Drew brought trends to us. As an, again, like a, a, he didn't even have Trendstart VC domain. Uh, it was basically on his personal website it was a page and he wrote a report on cloud kitchens. I remember if you go look, look it up, you'll see zero zero one trends says cloud kitchens. And it's the same format. It had these bullet points and these emojis. And like, you know, it was a very succinct report. Um, we all looked at it. And frankly, we were, we were like, wow, it's great. Awesome, man, ship it. But yeah. one person, uh, Jewel, Jewel acknowledged the story. Um, Edmund is part of our group screamed from the screen he was not in the group uh in person he was on on, uh, on zoom he was screaming saying drew do not delay the ship this shit on monday you gotta ship it this is great ship wow. it Wow! so now of course trends is like a viral hit and everybody's like he's making 25k mrr per month whatever everyone's like of course it's a break breakout hit no nobody knew that on day one i can i, I can't say that i knew the trends was going to blow up the only thing that I credit to Trent's success, you know, from day one to now is the fact that Drew was freaking consistent. Yeah. He went after it every single week, sometimes yeah. twice a week. Now he's about 35, maybe 36 reports. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm it's not. a combination of belief, capital and consistency. These two are important. Yeah
0: i mean that's that's a very like uh, great way i mean i mean we are at the very end and that's a very closing great closing point right yeah. just start lifting up people right don't be harsh yeah. or don't be negative because the moment you become a negative like it 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 sits in the person's mind saying ah, yeah. that's that's it i'm failed like i have failed right. but but that's not the point like you like like i think don't be don't be that person i think that's that's my point i guess
1: like don't be that right. person who says, say hey, this is, this is not going to work. Right. See, I think there's a ba- delicate balance between being negative or being positive, right? You have to be authentic, right? Your authenticity has to shine, which means if you felt like you loved that report, jump up and scream like Edmund did. And I didn't actually feel that way. That day I, when I saw the first report, I was like, it's cool, it's good. But I didn't like dunk on him, right? The, the, the thing is, we need to realize um, when I showed Kappa, a lot of people like you know, immediately dunked on it. And I was like, guys, like hold your horses. It's just an it's just an embryo, it's just a very tiny idea. But nobody in our mastermind group dunked on it. Everybody in the group said, it's an interesting idea, be tried. The thing is, nobody can tell you what it will amount to six months down the line. Only the audience, the market can tell you. Yeah. But if you're trying to kill all your ideas in your lab, like you're screwed from the beginning. You know, so make sure you have people who you trust, maybe five or six of them who are your lab partners, you know, who will evaluate something objectively without getting too negative and judgmental, but they should not also be yes, men. That's also insincere, right? If, if someone's always, like, anytime you show something to them, they're like, Oh my God, this is so cool. No, you should not be, you should not yeah. be a yes, men. And you should not be a, a cynic. You should be the delicate balance between them and be authentic. Yeah. No?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a great way to end. So, uh, where can uh, KP, uh, that, like, thanks a lot for coming on like personally some great 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 points like i have like uh, like I'm, i i loved it right so uh, where can we where can our our listeners find you online
1: uh, yes um, so uh, everything that i'm doing about building public is at um, buildingpublicxyz the site that i'm building is going to be a content hub to celebrate you know folks founders and makers building public um, and share some insights and interviews and uh my personal twitter uh where you'll find a lot of you know a lot of the ramblings that i just talked about now is at this is kp underscore all right so you DMD. know where to
0: find find kp yes. guys uh, so go find him go follow him today and start building in public uh, awesome yeah all right that's the end of our episode and I-